Hey, Liz. What's up, man? What did we talk about today? So much coolness, dude. Poop, pee, streaking. Dude, for those of you, if you're watching this right now, you are going to freaking love watching or listening to this. I'm, I quite literally have just taken over, haven't I, man? So we're going to be talking about sex. We're going to be talking about love. We're going to be talking about mountains. We're going to be talking about truly, deeply, 100% being yourself. We're going to be talking about success. We're going to be talking about Christmas trees. We yep. are going to be talking about lots of cool stuff, right? Yeah, and then I took some notes too, how everybody should take a shit and lighten up, how they're constipated on the idea of who they should be, how radical honesty and bulletproof beliefs are the secrets of success, how we are all on a journey to the grave, so do this one thing, how every day is a restart and you're the catalyst, how farming creates perfect entrepreneurs, how entrepreneurial balance is bullshit, how you can be learnt, how you get to relearn your ABCs and Ds as an adult, so you can start living and stop surviving. Dude, you are the absolute king of subject lines and headlines. That was amazing. I love it. So let's do it. So everybody, here's the intro. Go enjoy the episode. You're going to love it. You're going to like, give us the sound effect. Go intro. Are you ready to ethically scale your business? Good. Because this is the Mind of George podcast where relationships beat algorithms and depth is the only direction when it comes to ethically scaling your business. Each Monday and Friday, I'll be the guy between your ears in the hoodie and pink shoes guiding you home, giving you the tools to extract, honor, and amplify your genius so you can be the light for your customers. Sound fabulous? Cool. Let's get into the episode. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Mind of George show. Uh, before I give this guest a intro, let me just talk about the fact that it starts with her calling me an asshole because I divulged that when I record podcasts, I just keep a cup near me because I've probably peed in a cup one of three podcasts that I ever recorded. And she's like, you're an asshole. You can do that. And I actually have to agree. Full disclosure, it's the only reason why I have a standing desk. And so without further ado, let me introduce the queen of Kapow. The woman with two dogs, two kids, and one wife, but teaching people to turn positivity into massive amounts of positive fuel to do everything in their life to be truly who they are, to remove the veil of bullshit that we live with in the entrepreneurial world and live from a place of truth, to have a massive fucking impact and make a massive difference all while honoring yourself and not believing everybody else's bullshit. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Liz, Benny. Dude, I'm so freaking excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, this is been and like, you are an asshole. I know. You are an asshole. I know. Yeah. And you can yeah. call me. I, I own that because it's a gift. It was I mean, actually... the mere fact that you get to stand there and piss in a cup and everything's fine and nobody nobody's any the wiser. No. I can't do that. No, no, no. They make that one thing that I see in camping stores, but it looks like torture to be able to stand up and do it. And I will say that like, but yeah, here's the part. That's the, that's the part. We all talk about entrepreneurship. It's like hustle, 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 self-care, 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 self-care. And I'm like, okay, Alex Sharfin, I love you, brother. But how the fuck do you do calls when you drink as much water as you do? Because I have to pee like every 20 minutes. So Alex divulged that he has a similar habit, but his bathroom's about 10, 10 feet from his, his recording studio. So I feel like he puts a screen grab of his face up and sneaks out real quick. But I feel like, <laughs> I feel, I feel like there's ways. But hey, it's okay. Peeing is normal. Poop is normal because you. I asked you. I was like, "Hey, Liz, if if we ended, and what would you be sad if we didn't talk about? You're like sex and poop, and you're like, but poop is an amazing topic. What do you want to talk about with poop? 
Well, I actually think that everyone needs to lighten the fuck up in general. Okay. <laughs> I so agree. Part of the reason why I said, well, yeah, part of the reason why I said it was like, let's just be raw, real, and honest. That's my phrase. And the number of times on my top level uh, mastermind calls that we end up just laughing about poo or something, it just brings such ease and such fun to multi-million dollar calls that it's like, let's just talk about poop, you yeah. know? Okay, Let's so I'm going I'm to take this one step deeper. So poop, uh -huh. poop is uh -huh. your vessel for loosening up. Okay? Yeah. yeah. Why is everybody in the entrepreneurial journey so fucking stuck up and their ass is in such a tight wad that we have to talk about poop to get them to like Because them? they're constipated on the idea of who they should be instead of being who the poop they are. You can swear on my show if you don't want to. That's fine. I know. I've already done it before, but I just figured this time I would I would beep it out. No, seriously, dude. I think that, um, and I'm just being raw, real, and honest right now. I think there's nothing better. There's like It's so beautiful to me when I can just let it all go. I feel so free physically. And then one of the worst things is to be sitting in this chair day in, day out, feeding myself crap, like, and my gut getting like, T like tighter and stiffer and, d d d and and like that's no way to live period that's it so if it's actually a really great analogy for how to live an incredible life as an entrepreneur if you're not pooping at least twice per day you need to change something no kidding and for those of you who don't know i used to be a paleo food blogger and that's completely uh -huh. normal and a lot of the paleo books have like visual charts of what your poop should look like in emoji form yeah. and like uh -huh. caricature it's a really good thing it's a really yeah. good thing. Okay, so I have to unpack that. And by the way, I you have to I have to share this visual. There's a video of me on YouTube singing "Let It Go" by Frozen somewhere. It still exists because it's not on my channel anymore because I don't own that channel, but it's out there. And I, I did it. I don't know. I think I did it like a couple days after I proposed to my wife. But I was I was doing the same thing. I had to let it go. So you said everybody needs to lighten up because they're constipated on the day of who they should be, and mm -hmm. I feel like you are overly qualified to talk about this topic and you've lived in a world in my opinion you came up in a world that you were only rewarded for success by being more determined or more concerned about who you should be rather than being yourself and then you're like fuck this and then you exodus that world and went through it on another way to now come back to have the perfect venn diagram and so liz can you give me as deep as you want or as shallow as you want, kind of the story arc that makes you the expert on this because I feel like you live in your truth now as a woman, as a wife, as a mother, as an entrepreneur, as a coach, as a guide. And I also met you in a transition period. And I think your story is incredible. The way that you get to kapow is incredible. And you're truly kapowing now from a place of alignment. And so with as much detail as you'd like without divulging anything, and I will not say anybody's names to get anybody in trouble, but give me the give me the story arc so we all know why you're the queen of authentic kapow oh my gosh i love this so i'm going to start back um before i became an entrepreneur i i always knew who i was when when i, I it was like as a kid i just knew i was going to be an entrepreneur i knew i was programmed programmed differently to the world to the norm of the world and i was okay with that Actually, no, I wasn't for a, for a good period of time. And I was like, but I knew that I was going to end up being married to a woman. I just knew it. And it's not because I'm lesbian in any way, shape or form. It just, it was just who I am. And that's just how it, how, how that one was going to pan out. But I always knew that there was going to be a bigger, brighter future for me. And uh, I knew I could see it. I could see my path. I could feel my path. 
what I didn't know is that that was not normal. It wasn't so normal to be so confident about who I am and what I'm here to do. I had no concept because it's just who I am. And the interesting thing is that when you come up in the entrepreneurial world, when a lot of entrepreneurs are like, I don't know who I am and I don't know, know, you then start to learn to not be who you are because you start to make everyone else feel better. And I remember making my first, like, I don't know, $200,000 or three, four, some, something small and piddly and, and being, and, and people coming to me going, oh my gosh, Liz. And, and I was, I was quote unquote, the superstar. I was Liz Benny, the webinar queen and this and that and the next thing. And so many people would come to me and say to me, oh my gosh, you're making it. How were you doing it? How, how are you doing it? I'm not. And I, and I actually, because I'm an empath as well, I actually started to feel guilty. So I started to have survivor's guilt. I'm like, wait, I've gone from nothing to really stepping into like, I'm just, I'm just being, I'm just being a dick. Like when I was, you know, doing webinars, like, like all the time being a dick, caring for people, like having fun, shining, 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 shining. And then, you know, it was, it was really, really, really amazing. The entrepreneur journey as it panned out, like stamped a lot of my truth out. Now that I'm actually going to take radical responsibility. I just heard myself. That was a victim statement. So I'm actually going to say as a result of my belief systems at that point in time, they weren't as bulletproof as they needed to be. I didn't fully allow myself to step into the full essence of my truth as an entrepreneur. And I went up, 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 up. I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And then I crashed. And I had to go through this big period where I was like, wait, what, what, what the hell just happened? And I felt like I lost myself. I felt like I lost who I am. I felt like I lost my message. I felt like I lost my truth. I felt like I lost my pizzazz, my energy. And I felt like all I wanted to do was be unknown, be the opposite of what I knew myself to be. And it was amazing. It was, it was this period of lostness where I actually did my most, uh, did the most growth. And it took me to places like I needed to go to places where I cut off from almost all of my relationships to get back to the essence of who I am and then develop such bulletproof belief systems that they are in unpenetrable, impenetrable, whatever that word is, to the opinions of others that don't matter. So I guess, you know, at this stage of the game, like I'm standing here saying to, to everyone right now, you know, the entrepreneur journey is amazing, but don't you freaking dare build a business and make all this freaking money, then lose yourself in the process because that sucks. It sucks. I was going to say it sucks ass, but whatever. I mean, I don't know if it sucks that much. <laughs> you can say well, you can say whatever you want. I, I use I use metaphors all the time, and I was like, I, I should probably not say that since I've never tested that out, and I don't want to to be able to stand it entire. I was like, oh, it tastes like shit. I'm like, when was the last time you ate shit? That's that. Yeah, that's that, that's why I stopped. I'm like it. Mm, I, so I for know. a couple of years, I was like it. It. I was like it. It tastes like the smell of poop. That's what I would say. Like it tastes like the smell of shit because I've smelled plenty of it, but at least I'm in integrity with that. So I I have a, I have a question about this because I think it's when you and I talk, like you and I have had many deep conversations about entrepreneurship, success, the failures, the hardships, the ups, the downs, and we've both been through them. 
And I think now it's really easy to look back and be like, okay, cool. When I start over, if I start fresh, when I start a new company, when I do whatever, like I'm not going to do these things. And I don't think I've yet to meet an entrepreneur who's like, I'm going into business as an entrepreneur and I'm so excited to lose myself and get trapped up in the bullshit. Mm -hmm. I've yet to meet one of them. But mm-hmm. that industry, the entire industry of entrepreneurship, in my opinion, is like a massive whirlpool. It's like a cesspool of shit. And if you don't have the right guides or the right people, it, it's almost mm-hmm. like you're guaranteed to get pulled in. And so what do you what do you think it is like? And I, I can't have this conversation with a lot of people, but like you and I have talked in depth about marketing in general and we can stick in the lens of marketing. What do you think it is in marketing that almost makes it a a guaranteed stepping stone in the path of every entrepreneur to go through the same evolution? Gosh. I think honestly, when you start to get a taste, (laughs) the hero's journey is such a beautiful thing. It's such a beautiful thing. So I'm thinking of this right now going, well, is it a step in the journey or is it you're just developing? Is it that you are focusing on one thing whilst you are getting the next thing, whilst you're getting the next thing? Because we can't focus on everything at one point in time, can we? So then if we're focusing on building up our skills so that we can drive traffic or we can get better emails or we can do that, that means that there is not a focus on potentially some other version. So I think, honestly, we are all on a journey to the grave. Period. That's it. Game over. Okay, so my personal belief system here is that (laughs) we might as well have a freaking fun time in the journey, learn our lessons as fast as humanly possible. And I think that the longer we take to learn the lessons and the more we continue to butt our heads up against the same thing over and over. And that's why my part of my journey was probably longer than it needed to be two, three years longer than it needed to be, you know, in terms of my transformation, I've probably in the last five years transformed or reimagined myself probably three or four times. And, um, and it's funny that you used the phrase before, you know, um, people that lose it all get to recreate it. I've quite literally fantasized about losing it all fantasized about not having the obligation of the Queen of Capel, the obligation of the fame within a certain community, the obligation of that. I could just restart. But what I realized is that every single day is a restart. Why do I have to freaking well lose it all? Why do I have to get cancer? Why do I have to have a divorce? Why do I have to have all these things in order to create the catalyst or for those things to be the I can be the catalyst of my own change. And that's what I've really been focusing on lately is like, it is 100% my responsibility. It's not my wife's responsibility. It's not former mentors responsibility. It's not current mentors responsibility for me to do my transforming. Yes. They're there as guides. Some of the time it freaking hurts, (laughs) but you know, when you're talking about this necessary journey, like I think that the longer we commit to our own struggle, that's where the entrepreneur journey is so much harder. Like what if we can heal faster? I'm the type of person that goes, oh, that hurts. How do I not ever have that happen again? How do I learn? How do I grow? And how do I rebuild? Because I don't want to ever be back there again. And it does not make any sense to me in any way, shape or form where I see people going over and over and over and over and over on the same freaking thing. I'm like, this is a pattern. Here's five occasions where this exact same thing has happened. 
Mm-hmm. You want to deal with it now? I think I think you have a very profound perspective, though. Like I gotta, I have to call out and acknowledge like the point zero zero one percent that that thought is because you're like, oh, it hurts. I don't want to do this again. But most of my life is it hurts. Let me make it hurt more to then force mm-hmm. a catalyst because of a lack of either self-worth or inner confidence that I could be the catalyst. And it took me till mm-hmm. I just turned what? I think I just turned 39 or 40 or something a couple days ago. I don't know how old I am. I have to put it in Google. Um, one of those. I'm either 38, 39, and I know I'm not 40. That's next year, I think. I think I'm 39. Either way, thanks for my internal dialogue for 25 seconds. That was way too much stuff. Dude, that's 25. I can't get back, man. It's all good, though. You're welcome. It will seed something beneficial. But I, I love... I love that you said like every day is a restart, like you're the catalyst, like every moment. And, and it was funny. And when you're sharing all that, like I'm, I know you on so many levels, like it just is amazing. And I can't wait till you guys come back to Montana and we get to hang fam and fam. But um, you said it and you said it. And the thing that stuck out to me the most was when you said marriage, right? I get entrepreneurship. I get all that's easy. The hardest challenge for me is always, always marriage. The, the, mm-hmm. the turning one self inside out for connection and healing the deepest wounds with a partner that like can witness you through it. And you said it. And like one of the biggest challenges in my entire life has come down into my marriage where, Hey, when you did this, it hurt. When you said this, it hurt. And instead of saying, Oh my God, I understand. I'm sorry. And doing something different. I'm like, the world is ending. I'm such a bad husband. I'm not providing, you know, boom, boom, boom. Marriage has actually been and deep committed relationships have been the number one tool for me practicing the skills required to be a successful entrepreneur, like the true moment to moment thing. And so when you said that, that's what it, it triggered in me. Have you always, cause you said earlier, you're like, I always knew I was going to be an entrepreneur. I always knew I was going to marry a woman. I always had this path. Right. And then you also said when it hurts, I don't want to stay it anymore. Like wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. I'm done right? Have you always had that? Or has it been a skill that you've kind of developed and you can look back at some lessons or seasons that have given you tactical tools or takeaways that have allowed you to see that a lot faster? That's such a brilliant question. I, I honestly, that the first thing that comes up to me, uh, for me, when you, you ask that is, look, I'm a farm girl mm-hmm. and, um, stuff breaks every single day on the farm, like farming is actually problem solving every single day. The sheep got through the break. Uh, the tractor is is broken. The the front end loader is you know something something is broken. Um, the water the water mains are broken. Like something is always broken. And um, so my mind is always finding solutions for everything. Like everything. I'm I'm constantly there's something over there. The solution for that is that there's something there. There's this, that, and that's just now uh, how I'm programmed. And, you know, I just hung out with my dad a couple of days ago and it's just reminded me of, uh, we were actually watching a farming show. Ding, 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 ding. Which one? Um, actually, um, it was a Jeremy Clark. Uh, I watched Clark. that. I love that thing. They just Dude. did another season. I love that show. Yeah, it's really good. And, you know, he's he's putting the pipes in and he doesn't know anything, but he's learning and people can laugh at him. He can laugh at himself. It's super incredible. I really like how resilient he is in his character without regard for what other people think. I just really love that. Mm-hmm. But I think, honestly, I, th- I think to your point or your to, to your question is, have I always been this way in terms of emotional stuff that hurts? 
No, it is my marriage probably that has taught me the most in terms of that. I'm like, I don't want to repeat stuff in my marriage, pain in my marriage. I don't want to repeat it. I don't want to repeat it. Like, why would we, why would that thing, why would we let that thing fester or continue? Let's rip the scab off. It's going to hurt. The problem with that, of course, is that I'm a, I'm a, I'm a scab ripper offer. Let's heal it. And, but for that strategy to work, both people have to be okay with the wound being open. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, Christy, we, we love you. And if you're listening, hi, it's good to hear. It's good for you to hear my voice. Cause you can't talk back, but <laughs> since she, she listens to the podcast, I'm like, Hey, Christy, hi. I, <laughs> she's probably going to walk past the window here in a minute. And oh, totally. Totally. Yeah. Totally. I, I love that. You know, it's, it's crazy. And I have a deep, it's probably a personal question because I know you, but I want to ask it because I think it's, it's advantageous. Um, I love that perspective. It's really interesting. Uh, moving to Montana, living in Montana. Mm. Like when I lived in California, when I lived anywhere else, like something broke, I could be on Amazon and buy a new one and have it in an hour. Right. I, yeah. I kind of, I lived this dispensable life that nothing had value because it could all be replaced. I treated things differently. I would just buy things when I needed them. Like if I wanted food, I just go get it delivered. And living in Montana, it's really interesting. I have a pride in how I live for the first time since I was like a five or six year old kid again to where it's like, like yesterday, my daughter was coming home and this completely irrelevant, but it's story time and it it applies to what you said. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be a good dad. I'm going to go clean the car, get all the snow off. So when she gets home, she has to go to school tomorrow. She can just drive because she got her license a couple weeks ago. So she's living her fucking best life, right? I don't ever see her anymore unless I like kidnap her. I'm like, we're going to the movies. Get home. I love you. I miss you. Can I see my child, please? And uh, so I was like, oh, I'll go clean the car off. I'll go do whatever. And then I get in the car. I drive the car wash. And then all three tire, I got like notification, three flat tires from the cold because it's been sitting for a week. And I was like, Okay, cool. And then I was like, oh, I have AAA. I'm like, no, come on. I was like, oh, everything's closed in Sundays in Montana. All the dealerships mm-hmm. are closed. The gas station's air pumps were off. And I was like, oh, I have a compressor in my Jeep. Somebody else is borrowing my Jeep. So this turned into like a six or seven hour ordeal. And not once was I upset. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. dope. I get to do this. I get to do this. I get to find a solution. And there's this pride. And it's like yes. same thing like something breaks and Branson's like, daddy, you want another? I'm like, no, no, we'll fix it. And I'm like, it's going to take a couple days because I have to make time to go to the store and get what I need. And I like, won't go order it on Amazon anymore. And I'm not just replacing yeah. it. And it's really, really interesting though, because it's been permeating through the rest of my life to where Parkinson's law, the container of where I live now has created this lifelong, this life experience where like restaurants aren't open all the time. The grocery stores, like, here's what I love. You live in a big city on Christmas. There's always at least one giant grocery store open for everybody who forgot everything, right? Same thing on Thanksgiving, right? Montana, shut down. Nothing open. No coffee shops, no nothing. And it, like, changes the dynamic. And I I love the parallel to farming where you're, like, every day, you don't want to expect something to break, but it's not that it's breaking. It's a part of the process that things Uh aren't going to work all the time. They don't work forever. There's this, like there's this finite time and then they need maintenance and love. And I love that. And that's a very long winded intro for me to ask you a question. So in that, knowing you, Mm -hmm. have you found that your constant proclivity for how do I fix that? 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 Has also created a disconnection for you and those around you. Hmm. 
such a beautiful question. I've had to learn to turn it off. Mm. I've had to learn to not be a problem solver because if I'm always a, if I identify as a problem solver, I'm always looking for the problems and there might not even be problems there. So has it can created a disconnection? Yeah. And I needed to learn to just let things freaking be. Yeah. Let it be stop. Like, and so balance is a big thing for, and I don't believe in entrepreneurial balance. I think that sometimes we actually just do need to just freaking go, just go. And then, you know, stop when you need to stop. So I think that the idea of entrepreneurial balance, I think people make that mean whatever they want to make it mean. But I think through the, through the self-love act of going to acupuncture um, throughout 2021, that has learned me. It learned me. That has taught me. I was going to <laughs> say, go that. with it. I caught it, but I was like, go with it. It learned me. It learned <laughs> me, Lizzie. Well, the the uh, the irony is that it didn't learn me too good, did it? No, it really taught me this this concept of inner outer balance, that or just uh, like the the yin yang. The acupuncture, I think, is one of the most incredible healing modalities, and I wish that I'd done it sooner. But again, the only reason why I Hmm. This isn't, and again, actually, I'm just going to say this. This is really important. The faster I have learned to undo my beliefs of the past and sever the beliefs that no longer serve me. For example, my dad would never do acupuncture. My dad has got a sore back right now. There's a thing called a chiropractor. Like, but, just, but he's just a farmer. He's a if farmer. If he can't crack it himself, he's not going to do it. He's going to work. Exactly. Yep. So there's a, there, there is, you know, for me, the healing modality of, of acupuncture has been a self-love process where I've had to unlearn from my past and not be my dad, but be me. Mm-hmm. And it's okay for dad to be that, but I need to be me, not me that thinks my dad should blah, 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 blah. Everyone gets that. So have I, has it caused a disconnection to go back to your question? Yeah. And I think one of the greatest things, oh, can I please tell someone, someone who is listening to this right now? Okay. So there's this incredible concept that I came up with last year, the ABCDs. To the degree to which I am aware, I will get through the disaster, the destruction, the disease, the disarray to the degree to which I am aware. So A is awareness. Being aware of how you're feeling, being aware of how you're thinking, being aware of your surroundings, being aware of how you're showing up in the world, being aware of consequences of actions, being aware of patterns. And I think it's interesting to go back to your, you know, the the whole problem solving thing. I think I've developed that now to be an awareness Mm. that I don't have to fix things all the time now. It's just an awareness. Like, is this, we have a pattern going on here. Okay. So that same thing happened over there and it happened over here. Is this something that we want to continue? Yes or no? Yes, fine. Or is it our responsibility to fix that? Or is it somebody else's responsibility to fix it? It's somebody else's. Do not get into that drive. Do not drive the bus for them. It's theirs. So awareness of our beliefs and our behaviors, right? So we have to understand what are our beliefs and what are our behaviors? How are we showing up in the world? What are we doing in the world? Who are we choosing actively to be in the world? Because ultimately, if we want different results, if we want to make millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and bucks, impact millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of lives, because you make money by virtue of value transfer, it doesn't just go bing. 
If we want to do that, we actually have to be aware of what are the stories, what are the belief systems, what are the behaviors, and how am I showing up in the world? And then through, this is a big one for those of us who are married, communication with those who are in our immediate surroundings. Because if you do all that transformation alone and then you do not communicate that to anyone else around you, you are screwed. You are going to be on the same roller coaster of, oh, my relationship's holding me back. Oh, you know, I can't grow as an entrepreneur because I've got what? You've got disarray, disharmony, disease in your relationship. Well, if you communicated how you were transforming, if you connected with your significant other, you would be able to get through the disarray, through the disease. through And by disease, I mean dis-ease. And sometimes disharmony creates disease. But the ABCDs, like I quite literally have A, B, C over D written on the back of my bathroom door. Every single time I take a poop, I see A, B, C, D. Because I don't is, want disease. I don't want disarray. I don't want disarming. Huh? This is where the poop came from. It all makes sense. Yeah. Full, full circle. Full circle. There we go. Full circle. I love that. And that was great because I asked you a leading question and then you answered the lead. So I appreciate it because I was like, Liz, how? Because I want the how from the Queen of Kapow. Is that a lightning bolt on your hat in pink? This is my logo, dude. I, I created this in the shower. Now, I want to know what Pantone of pink that is because we're looking pretty close and this is why we're friends. Don't tell me on there. Mm. I love it. Mm. Liz is also mm. very aware of my obsession with pink. So mm -hmm. we, we, I still have your, I have your sweater in my closet right now. I know you do. We'll get it. You can hand deliver the sweater, it. Sweater, by the way, everyone, just in case you're getting dodgy. No, no, no. He didn't come over to my house and we didn't have the bam shake bangs. Nope. No, no, no. I bought him a sweater. I different, a, different him. anatomy. There's very different anatomy. Liz is like, I don't know. I'd say we're probably like brother and sister that have about 60% cohesion and 40% tension, but for all the right reasons like that, that would be how I would describe our relationship. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> right? Like, is that accurate? Yeah, 100%, dude. I'm good with that. I'm good. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. She's like, well, send me a message. Than... And I was like, yeah. what the fuck are you asking me for? And then she's like, that's what I needed. And then other time I'm like, oh my God, that's so amazing. It's so perfect. It modulates It modulates perfectly. It's so mm -hmm. good. And I, I love that, uh, that ABCD. And I love the mantra. Because I, I was going to say, like, my, you know, obviously I'm a marketer like you, so my brain is like tying loops together, right? And so like, I'm going to walk you through, because we're really good friends. I'm going to walk you through my thought process right now, because this is how my intuition, i.e. my unsettled brain. You go from, I always knew what I wanted to be, and I always knew who I was, to it's something that I've had, to then realizing who I was uh, is constantly finding problems and solving them because I'm a farm girl to like, having to realize that that is a tool to raise my awareness. But my thought would be that that raising awareness will start to deconstruct some of who you are to create space for some new beliefs to determine what to add, because it's not really an identity. There's like tools in your toolboxes. So like, what are some of your favorite ways and practices and things that you do to keep sharpening that, to not now live in the, the do, 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 but you live in your A, which is the awareness. And then when you're living in awareness, you're constantly, in my opinion, as an entrepreneur presented with, oh, and by the way, a mother and a wife and a dog mom, you're presented with 87 different roads that you can travel every day. So mm -hmm. how do you choose and how do you prioritize for somebody who entrepreneurial balance is bullshit, which I agree with, right? And you go and I watch you go and when you go, you really fucking go. 
But then I also watch when you rest and you really, really rest until you come back and then you go again. And mm-hmm. so like, what are some of your tools or practices for you to be able to respect that ride that you take and the modulation of it and prepare yourself to constantly be in it while also looking for like new habits or new things or new awarenesses or new distinctions? Like I'd love to get into the brain of the Kapow woman. Oh my gosh. I think, um, Reddit that was even a question, by the way. Yeah, no, it totally was. It, uh, well, at least I, I felt it to be a question. Good. The first at least thing we're speaking kind of... the same language. <laughs> I don't know if people understand us, but that's okay. A totally different um, topic. Yeah, totally. And it's interesting because, um, I want to kind of clear one thing up when you said, you know, we're both marketers. I'm like, Oh, wow. I I'm wow. That was, that was me two, three years ago now. Like I am so not a marketer. And so when you said that, I'm a person that markets my own stuff now instead of, hey, I'm really skilled at marketing. Like I, but guess what? I don't think I was ever really skilled at marketing. Do you know what I was doing the entire time? Yeah, you I was marketing being yourself. Me. I know. And that's that. So, so I don't ever, I've never really gone, I'm a marketer. I'm Liz Benny and I'm selling the shit out of something that I believe in because I know it's going to change someone's life, period. That's it. Done. I think that's what I told you the day that we met and ever communicated yep. the first time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't think I'll ever forget the first day we met. Yeah. I certainly remember the first lines out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say that George gives very blunt feedback to people that he sees potential in and who sees potentially might be in a cage of doom. That is a good, that's a good one. I love that. I, I'm going to make, yeah. I'm going to put that on a business card. <laughs> just hand it out to people. What do you do? And just hand them the card and like stoic face. Yes. So good. <sighs> hey, Ader, Ader and Lorna, when you hear that part, will you slack that to me in a message? I'm really going to put that on our business card. That's my team. That's for everybody. That, is amazing. that was so good. But yes. Yeah. And uh, by the way, let me clarify. Um, I consider myself a marketer as in aligned and congruent to what I believe in will make a difference. And so the definition yeah. of marketing, Liz has always been amazing at selling because she doesn't sell. She enrolls people in who she is. And so yeah. thank you for clearing that up. Welcome. That's awesome. I think we both needed, I was like, integrity, where integrity was like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> like, yeah. No, we need to bring this one back. Now I've forgotten the question. How do you... In your, in your, and I'll summarize the question, right? So you modulate as an entrepreneur. You don't believe in entrepreneurial balance, right? There's ups, there's downs, you sprint, and then you are no longer a person who looks for problems, but now you use that as a tool to raise your Mm. awareness. But as you've done that, you're not a marketer. You're not a problem solver. You're Liz Mm. Benny with this new awareness. How do you go practice and find new distinctions to sharpen that tool? I would say. I love this. Okay. So I'm just going to answer in the way that I'm being called to answer that I feel is right to answer. So I have made a radical commitment to being the best version of myself. The And, and whatever that looks like, that's going to be unlearning. That's going to be the Virgo. So when you were saying, you know what, when I go, I go. When I stop, mm-hmm. I stop. I, look, dude, I am black and white in that regard. I am typical, like, um, you know, typical Virgo in that regard. And then I've also looked at Enneagram. I'm Enneagram three. I don't know what, what my wing is, but that's a, you know, propensity to be super hard on myself. Very, 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 um, achievement driven. The downside of being a perfection, uh, a, a Virgo is the perfectionism and er, perfectionism is very close to depression and mental illness. So f- for me, it's been a, 
look, I'll be really honest. It does not make sense to me why people don't shine the light on themselves and uh, as much as they could to actually point the finger back at themselves and go, well, what is my part in all of this? Yeah, I might be Virgo, which is great, but what are the downsides of that? And then how do I mitigate the downsides? Like how do I, and I guess maybe this is some problem solving, some risk management of my character, because in some regards, like my character sucks, right? Because I can have a propensity to go on this if I don't do enough of the things that make me shine, that make me feel or that allow me to feel in every essence of my being that I am the freaking badass that I am, that I am fully in control of the things that I am able to be in control of, right? So the things that I've learned to do is literally purposefully isolate myself mentally, spiritually, emotionally from everyone, including myself sometimes, and put myself in situations where I have to change. Mm -hmm. Because I look back and I go, holy crap. <clears throat> and this is this is part of this is part of how I tick. I'm now 41. I'm dead soon. That's it. I'm 41, I'm dead soon. The world is, in in a lot of regards, like it's a hunk of shit right now. Mm -hmm. But let's not forget that You're it's polite. also equally as beautifully joyous. Thousand percent. We can choose to focus on the hunk of shit or, and, and get wrapped up in the fear. We can do that all the time. But where is that going to get us? Mm -hmm. It's not going to get us anywhere in any way, shape or form. And I'm like, well, look, I'm dead soon. I don't want to freaking live and that is my big phrase of the moment. I want to live. And you might go, well, Liz, you're alive. No, no, no. That's not living. That's just be, that's just surviving. I, that's that if I looked back on my life and if that was what I'd done for my whole entire life, if I have more of what I've done, I failed. If I just, if this is me, and I will actually say this, that part of my success was incredibly destructive. Yes. So what I mean by that is to suddenly pay my house off and to suddenly become debt free and to suddenly have a life that quote unquote normal people would dream for and only hope for at 65, 70 years of age because of how the system is set up. And then to not have done enough of my own work at that point in time to not feel guilty, not feel bad and not to like, I'll just, I'll just, that's a really good sound effect, by the way. That's like mm. fucking professional. You're welcome. I can do more. Yeah. no, I, I, That's a hidden talent I didn't know you had. There's plenty more where that came from. <laughs> God, like literally I'm distracted because I like looked for your hand on a soundboard. That was so good. Completely <laughs> off topic. And I completely just like ADD this entire thing. And I love where you're going. So hopefully you remember about your success was fast and the life that you dreamed of that most people would dream of. Yeah. So what I've been, you asked like, how do I modulate all this? Yeah. Like for me, it has been honestly loving myself to the extreme Yeah. to the, to the extreme. And what I mean by this is allowing myself to walk into the middle of a mountain by myself sit my ass down and just sit there. 
Yep. I might have noise cancelling headphones on. I might not. But just sit there. Yep. Because it's in those moments of being alone that the act, like the act of loving myself enough to detach from and like sever the the cord, sever the attachments that other people have and the expectations of what other people have of me, whether they were expectations or I thought they were expectations, it's all noise. Mm -hmm. So for me as an empath, as a spiritual healer, as a woo-woo person, like I haven't even come out into the world as being the, as how I transform people's lives. Mm -hmm. Because guess what? It's not even me. It's through me that transformation happens. And that's the other thing is that I can't help people to the degree to which I am blessed to be able to, mm -hmm. if I am clusterfucking myself with all of the noise of the world, mm -hmm. I have to balance my character because I am that to the degree to which I am capable of transformation, I must find the other side and balance and be able to, and I'm not talking pendulum swinging. That's, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that if there is a lot of noise out there in the world, there must be peace on the other side. Mm. Otherwise there is, it's just disarray. Yeah. What it, what's so eloquent is like the minority report in my brain. Like I do with marketing, like piecing it together, like what you're talking about, your ABCD with awareness and then your radical commitment to self growth and growth, which requires unlearning. And then your deep commitment to sitting in the most profound, powerful tool of our existence that most of us avoid, which is stillness and self-reflection. Like all your pieces are, are tied together. And mm. I think it's absolutely incredible because you said something, you're like, I, I have this commitment to do more of the things that make me shine, more of the things that make me shine. Then you went on this diatribe of like shining is putting yourself in the resistance of a hero's journey, which is mm. sitting and sitting with nothing and being left with nothing, cutting your attachment of yourself, your own expectations, the world expectations, and just being. And you did say something funny, which included removing yourself from you, which I totally understand. Um, and so that's one thing for you. What are some of the other things that you do that you feel like bright in you, the brightest that you could be like that make you shine? So it, tell it's, me. Oh. It's so funny because now I'm about, I love the fact that you re-asked this question or asked it in a different way because the very first thing that actually came to me, mm -hmm. the best thing for me to to sharpen my sword as you, I think you said sharpen blade or sword. Edge. Which edge. You, edge. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Get the edge. Yeah. Um, uh, There's a reason, but edge, yes, edge. Yeah, yeah. Not sword. Um, for me, because I am a coach and because people rely on me to be the best version of myself, that's one of the best things that like as a coach, because I'm a coach, I have to be my best because I'm a coach who has integrity. That's actually the other way I'm going to say that because there are a lot of suck I'll, I'll, ass I'll, take, of I'll take the correction. Yeah. I support the correction. Yeah. I'm, I'm cause I was like, which, which, which is actually funny, which is actually what makes you a coach. Cause the inverse is not a coach. Yeah, exactly. So when I show up in the world, when I show up on calls for clients, how dare I bring my baggage, my bullshit, my shitty belief systems to their table? No, not in any way, shape or form. Like that is, that is horrible period. That's it. So as a person who has the gift of the gab, um, no. and also the ability to assist by virtue of being a catalyst of change in other people's lives, 
I have to be at peak. And that's one of the greatest things. Like it always is like, here we go, level up. Okay, cool, level up. And it's it's one of the biggest blessings in the world to be blessed with the ability to be a coach. I have to continually get better. Yeah. And I'm going to ask you a question about your stillness practice because you know this. I'm a massive fucking proponent for stillness practice. And I got to give credit to your fellow countryman, Stephanos, who's my dear friend. I just left his house. I fucking talk about you on every podcast, Steph. This is like three in a row today. I've talked about him. Uh, but I also just at his house last week. So it's like freshly in as I had mm-hmm. a little jealousy of his pregnant wife because she was getting more attention than I was and I missed him and he's kind of like my hubby. So, you know, we're good. <laughs> Love you, Christine. Um, but you said something earlier and, and I think it's a massive thing to tie together because what I've heard is the undertow of everything. Like, and it just for everybody, uh, Liz won't gloat. Liz is a very fucking successful entrepreneur, like very successful. Uh, world's best in a lot of what she does and that isn't tied to attachment of like results or numbers, but like, alignment, congruency, impact, difference, and all the accolades. And I love your humility and your constant commitment to growth, but I will completely blow fucking hot air in your direction because you've earned it. And so just as you humbly sit here and speak, I'm just giving some frame for what you're talking about. But the one undertow or the keel, I'll call it, because undertows aren't necessarily good, but the keel in the water that seems to be the foundation of everything is a few things that I'm hearing. Number one is like, radical integrity, like self-integrity, integrity of the world. Uh, number two is a consistent commitment to resistance and being uncomfortable. And then number three is a deep committed level of self-love. And it's that third one that I want to ask about because you said something earlier um, and I think it was so profound and you're like willing to do it because I love myself enough, which means sitting with the discomfort. Like when you go into a stillness practice and I do this, when you go to the top of a mountain with just you, you, and you, most of the time that I go in the wrong or in like struggling states of mind, or when I'm in resistance or I feel all the cords and the baggage, both mine and everybody else's a minute feels like an eternity to me. And the only path through feels like an inevitable breakdown. Like I'm going to cry. I'm going to, I'm going to have a panic attack. I'm going to do whatever. And in those moments, I go back to, you have two choices. You can either leave this mountain and go back how you were and self-punish, or you can love yourself enough to go through this. But I think that what you embody and what I've witnessed is this constant gravitation back towards self-love without glorifying the journey, without trying to diminish the highs or the lows, or also mitigate what some of that looks like. And I love that about you because you, you, you make it sound like it's a dance and it's an art and it's effortless knowing, and I know you, what some of those dark lows have felt like and where it's probably felt absolutely impossible to have love for yourself or to have integrity. And so this was more of a statement. And if you have any expanding thoughts, but like, I just want you to know that I see you and I acknowledge it. And those three things are fucking huge. And I love your leadership around the integrity around the, what you call pursuing consistent and constant growth every day. And what I hear is making yourself massively uncomfortable and challenging yourself at every ounce of the way. And then this level of like radical ownership and self-love that you have And in what I see in entrepreneurship is coaching people as well is that we'll have pockets of those, but the three of them together, the Trinity is is missing for a lot of it. And I know for me, the one that I learned the most from you is self-love. 
it's this this practice of like this is who i am not who you want me to be right this is my truth and what i believe in not what you want me to say like this is my alignment and so i don't think that's a question i think that's more of a fucking statement but that's just me diarying of the mouth <laughs> i love that can i can i add to to like what's Please. coming up it was an invitation perfect so <clears throat> i think anyone listening anyone watching right now it could be misconstrued that you know i've got my crap together all the time <laughs> no self-love actually looks like going to the mountain and bawling my eyes out and i think the difference with me to most people is that i will go to the mountain ball my eyes out up the mountain for two minutes take a photo of myself look at myself and go fuck well there's some <laughs> that was that so many times <laughs> that is fugly that is... what is that like that is and I've got the reminder of the journey now. Like I actually was looking on my Mac um, and, and the photos on yesterday. I was like, whoa. And it's so funny because most people won't. They won't. They, and number one, they won't take themselves to the mountain. I don't go to the mountain to cry, by the way. Like I go to the mountain because I, I feel called to it. I go to, I go there because I know that nature for me is the biggest healer. I'm an, I need to get away from people. I'm an empath. And I know that if I just go there, I'm going to feel something and become something that is greater than the version of me that sits in this freaking office all day. No, thank you. Like it's incredible. So it's not like I suddenly go, Oh, I'm feeling antsy. I need to go to the mountain. Sometimes that is the truth. Or sometimes it's a calling and it's a, Hey, just go sit, just go sit. And for me, it's not this thing of, Hey, it's always bad. Sometimes it's a, Hey, I need to, I want to, I want to feel achievement because my logical brain wants to feel like to, to tick off an achievement and I'm going to walk from a right up to the top of the mountain and it's going to hurt. And I'm going to do it as fast as humanly possible because I need that sense of achievement because I might not be feeling achievement in other areas of my life that are going slower. So I use the mountain yeah. or physical activity. But for me, what I don't understand I don't actually understand this. And this is something that I'm like, I'm learning to a love myself massively, 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 and also love others without judgment mm -hmm. period. Because just because I go to the mountain and just because I rip the scab off as fast as humanly possible and, and, and get through, because quite literally I can ball my eyes out and be like top tier bawling my and wailing. And then I can be through. I'm like, Oh, cool. Let's go. Complete. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I, um, by the way, for everybody wondering, uh, nature baths are incredible. Shinrin yoku. It's a Japanese term. So like, I'm always called to nature for that reason. That's why I live where I live. Nothing mm -hmm. does it like getting out, getting grounded, barefoot mm -hmm. in the snow. It'll, it'll light you right up and get you grounded to back to what matters. And so, mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. And thank you. Thank you for adding your thoughts because, you know, we talked about earlier and I'm going to, I'm going to go back to this when I was like, I called you a marketer. Right. And it was a, it was a trigger. It was a trigger point for sure about like, wait, no, I'm aligned. I'm, I'm this. And I'm like, yes, I agree with you. Like I a thousand percent agree with you. And I think the most beautiful part is that <clears throat> from the outside looking in and now from the inside looking out and knowing you, the success that you've had has always come from being authentic. 
And I think one of the biggest challenges in marketing and, and to go all the way back to the beginning of this is like, why do people get pulled in this? Like I have to sell my soul is that there's a short-term gain made from being inauthentic and, and compromising your beliefs and your authenticity, but then there's a long-term loss. And the inverse of that is true is that there's a, what sometimes to me, and I don't know about you, feels like a short-term loss because I watch people making claims and selling fucking smoke and mirrors and everything else. But then there's a long-term gain in trust and longevity and impact. And I'd be lying if I said I didn't struggle with it sometimes because everyone's like, George, did you see this? Did you see this? And they did this. And like, I know, uh-huh. And then six months later, they're never talking about them again. And they're like, did you know they stole and they didn't fulfill? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. And, you know, there's this complicitness and complacency in it for me because I feel like there's people like us and we call people out. We, we both knowingly done it and challenge people. But then there's complacency from people that consume it and celebrate it because of this lack of connection with their ABCDs, this lack of awareness of their self and the lack that like somebody else is going to do it for them. And so earlier I had it pegged to ask a question about like marketing versus authenticity, but we, we wrapped it all together in this beautiful package of like being you being radically honest, being self-accepting. Go ahead. And as you're talking, like I'm quite literally um, thinking that, like, I I think a lot in triangles. I just think a lot in mountains and triangles. Okay. Okay. So, and, and I'm going like, this is very transformational for me, just this conversation that we're having right now, because it's like, well, you know, well, like I was being myself you know, back five years ago, I was being myself. I was in alignment with who I was. And I'm like, but then I became out of alignment because I grew and I needed, my story changed. My beliefs changed. I was a greater version of myself. And what was right for me a year prior was no longer right for me. And I think that as we walk this entrepreneurial journey, the it's almost as if we are unshackling ourselves consistently and the faster we can unshackle ourselves from the things that just are no longer us and allow ourselves radically through self-love to become the next and the greater and the brighter and the bigger and the better version of ourselves and not the one that people are defining us by in the past oh no no no, stay here because it's safe no 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 because i've transformed Mm-hmm. And for me, like it has been a hard process of the, the hardest self-love process for me as an entrepreneur has been stepping out of underneath the wing of things that are not for me anymore and stepping out on my own. And, you know, just, and it wasn't even that I was scared. It wasn't that I, it was just that I had to unlearn and not be that me anymore and speak my message of truth without fear for what that peop those people, those people like the the companies, da, 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 all those things might say or think or feel or be. It doesn't matter anymore. Yep. Again, we're all dead soon. Yep. Holy crap. Am I really gonna live my life worried about what people may or may not think? Mm-hmm. Heck. They're busy worried about whether they had a poop in the morning or not, for goodness sake. Like, let's just go. Let's just not be so um, arrogant as to think that everyone's thinking about us. They're busy thinking about themselves. <laughs> just go well, be you. And another thread that I keep hearing, and it actually is um, the solution to that, is that a lot of that comes from rumination. Like, I just, uh, my, I did a solo show before this. Like, when I just got back from the jungle, studying with Mother Ayahuasca again, and two big things come up. Number one was integrity, but number two I wrote was rumination is the root of all resistance. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things that you constantly have going that I hear is this practice, this practice, this practice, this practice, this practice. And I am one 
who struggles. Yeah, still, still struggles with what other people think. Like, I'm like, why hasn't I heard from that person today? I talk to them every day. And I'm like, oh, and then you're like, they're constipated and haven't taken a shit. And I'm over here writing a narrative of like how the world is ending because they haven't texted me. It's a trauma response for me. But then when mm -hmm. I get down to it, it's a lack of consistent practice with self-love and honoring that awareness or unplugging or, or leaning into it or feeling into it. And so, you know, I love listening to you about like all the common threads because it's massively transformational for me. It's like a reminder of a season that I'm in right now. Like I did a, I did a solo show that probably comes out before this on mental hygiene. And when you Google mental hygiene, it's the proactive practice of things that sharpen your mind, your body. And it's like, okay, cool. And everything that you're saying is you were this person five years ago and that's who you were, but then you grew. And then there was a point of that growth where, okay, it should feel out of alignment because you have to recalibrate with the new tools that you have. And then you have to change the way in which you apply them to then go get another set. And you use triangles. When I draw this for coaching students, I draw a Christmas tree and it blows everybody's mind. Cause I was like, when you think about it, it's like, what does Liz value over everything? She values integrity. She values self-love and she values like challenge. Like you, you talk about the hero's journey of resistance. And I was like, so that's your trunk. Like, that's who you are. That's what you mm -hmm. know to be true. And then when you go to apply it to the world, you spread that shit wide coaching and funnels and webinars and blah, blah, blah. And then you get to a point where you can't go any wider and you have to literally trim back to the trunk and only take the few things that you liked. And then you go up, but as you go up higher and higher and higher, the branches never go out as far. They just get more intense and more intense and more focused and dialed. And that's how I see it. Oh, I love this so much. There was another noise for you, by the way. That was a good, I've heard that one before. Like you've done that. You've made that one a ton. The other one was new. That <laughs> was I don't even know what the other one was. Um, it's me, really funny me neither, but it could be a soundbite. It could be, it could be. Um, it's really funny, uh, to hear you say the word integrity and say, look, I hear the integrity, 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 because I have actually have not used the phrase integrity is my top value on this podcast at all. No, Here, I, like I haven't said it, but yet it is my top value. Mm -hmm. Quite literally, I have it written up on my wall. It is my top value. It is how I roll. I can't lie to myself. I believe that a lie lives in your body. When you lie, it's in there. To the degree to which I will now correct what I just said, because it used to be up on my wall and it's on a piece of paper and it's not actually up on my wall at this present point in time. Yeah. And I'm probably, and I'm probably just projecting because it's one of mine that I practice every day, but it is, it's written all over you like a fucking permanent tattoo. So. It's not a bad tattoo, that one. It's no. not a bad one. And it, it's it's really funny too, because I've been challenged. You called me humble before, and I've been super duper duper challenged around the idea of humility. Because um, in a world that I am now in, uh, humility is something that is kind of, it's not that it's the antichrist. It's that everyone, they, they want everyone to be able to speak and, you know, um, so loudly about what they do. And I struggle because I would like my actions to speak louder than my words of who I am. And, um, you know, I, I think that there is a way around, there is a way to be fully yourself without needing to toot your own horn louder than everyone is tooting it. Thousand percent. Thousand percent. Yeah. I agree with you. But I think, I think too, I, I think you are extremely humble. 
Uh, and I also think you can do what you want by celebrating your inputs and not the results. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Like celebrating your sprints. Like I watch you crush webinars. I watch you show up on calls. I watch you over deliver. You're the only other person I've ever met. They're like, this will be a 90 minute webinar and we go for six hours and nobody gets mad at and we don't get tired. Right. Like it's like one of those things, like that's what I'm like starting to celebrate because you know me, like the, the accolade list has been long and I've been learning how to relate to that accolade list, not from a place of that's who I am. That was something that I did, but it also doesn't define me. And it doesn't mm -hmm. matter how they see me based on those results. It matter how I feel seen as a human, right? Like, mm -hmm. it, and so like, it, it's one of those things that that's for me, it's like, oh yeah, like I'm, I'm really big now on celebrating my inputs, like celebrating my consistency, celebrating mm -hmm. like the, the, the subtle shit, the breath, the stillness, the things like that. And, and I love mm -hmm. that, letting it speak for itself. So I want to lighten it a little bit. I want to lighten All it. Right. Okay, Let's ready? Go. Okay. <laughs> And I have a hit list over here. And some of these I've been waiting to ask you for a long time. Am I, am I the only person that you would ask some of these questions? Uh, some of these I've had on a list and there's nobody else that they would fit except you. And I just want to know what you'd say. Some, uh -oh. they're, all, they're all innocent. But I, I'm, this one I've got to start with because I have to know. If you were arrested with no explanation, what would your friends and family assume you had done? <laughs> probably um if it was my best friend she would probably say that i had run through the streets naked yelling kapow at the top of my lungs just as the the, the best way to get some advertising for how incredible kapow is in the world i totally was gonna say streaking for you like hands down <laughs> really hands, hands down what would christy say <sighs> um she would say that um, I was I was being arrested for protecting someone. Yeah, that's what I figured. Massively loyal, but completely unhinged. <laughs> like get a drink, get in your fucking streak. You probably you spray paint someone... kapow on your body. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Uh, what's on your nightstand? My nightstand. Ooh, good one. Okay, so I have um, one of those little projector things that pu that puts the space up into the um oh, okay. onto the roof. It's yep. really, really, really amazing. Seriously, buy one of them things. It's incredible. You can have nebula up there. It's really cool. Um, I also have a um an an, an oil diffuser thing. Yeah. Um, and then I do have Alexa um, because she does some funny jokes every now and then. I have her as the clock more than Alexa, and then I have a light. Oh my God. Okay, cool. Uh, the zombie apocalypse is coming and you can pick three people from a TV show or movie dead or alive that you want on your team. Oh, dead. Okay. 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 So I'm just going to, I'm going to break the rules a little bit and pretend that Sarah Blakely is on the TV show. No, she is. She's on. She okay. Is. So Sarah, Bla She's on Sarah Blakely, 100% um, Sarah Blakely, definitely 100% her. And then I would also love her husband to be on it as Jesse. well. And he's oh, been yeah. on jesse like i can't wait to jesse's been on him. plenty of shows oh gosh i love him i love him who else who else one more i love mm. you picked a husband and wife duo you gotta get one more dude they are so incredible um god i don't know i don't want i don't watch much tv man sorry that's it okay we'll take the two I'm we'll take yep. the two okay what would be the worst buy one get one free sale of all time <laughs> buy a tampon get a used tampon oh yes 
Yes. I love somebody couldn't answer that last time I asked them. Uh, this one's this one's a little bit more serious. What's the one thing that nobody ever asks you, but they wish you you wish they did? Are you okay? Mm. Are you okay? Liz, are you okay? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm crushing it. I'm doing really, really good, and I'm learning incredible things in life right now. What's one thing that you want to get better at? You know what? Um, loving myself more and more and more through my actions and my beingness. So I, honestly, it's it. Um, I want to get better, and I'm practicing this year becoming better and better and better and better and better at becoming the greatest version of myself humanly possible. So I can die looking back and go, that was a good one. That was a good sound. That was a good sound. Yay! So far, we have like three soundboard effects that should go on every podcast. Man, I have a sound guy that can like pull these out of you. Okay. <laughs> There's more sounds to be pulled out. <laughs> and I, I actually want, I've, I, I've not asked this one to anybody, but I really, really, I'm going to ask it at face value, but enemy can be completely up interpreted. Create an annoying inconvenience for your worst enemy. What is it? entrepreneurial amnesia okay they continue to forget how badass they are on a daily basis they're doing groundhog day of forgetting themselves and they have okay. to relearn every single day how incredible they are so then if you flip that one on, on its head like what i'm actually saying is that it sucks to not remember how badass you are yeah but that's like you're such a good person this just speaks to your soul have you? There's a show on YouTube. I think Barstool owns it, but it's like the internet asks the weirdest questions, and they have a game around it, and they ask the craziest questions ever. I like spit my water out watching this thing, and I was like, I would never, I could never ask those questions because I wouldn't want to be asked those questions because I don't want to answer. I do not even want that in my fucking brain housing group. And then, uh, one food, you could only eat one food for every meal for the rest of your life. What would it be? Super easy. Basil pesto pasta um, and some version of greens on the side, whether that is like um, blanched spinach or broccoli on the, on the side. That's it. I'm out. You love that pasta. It comes up every uh -huh. time I ask a food question. And I remembered it for an intro or something or a video. There was our timer. Ed Sheeran Basil said, George, pasta. it's time to wrap it up. Okay. What are you currently up to in the world that you're excited about that you want everybody to know? Dude, I am revolutionizing the way that um, entrepreneurs define success. I'm sick and tired of this focus on revenue um, as if it is this thing that makes you a good person, a, a successful person. I think yep. that that is absolute horseshit. Yep. And I think that making money and making profit is absolutely incredible, amazing. But I really want to help people. I'm really focused right now on helping people build businesses and lives that they absolutely love, not at the cost of the things that matter most to them. And does that mean that they are sitting in, in rooms, you know, humming and everything is in per perfect balance? No. Just sometimes. <laughs> because as was, as was, yeah, sometimes, but as was spoken <laughs> about, you know, life is a journey and you've got to unlearn and you've got to cut things off. So for me, um, I have released the Happy Million Show. Super loving it. I've interviewed incredible, amazing people. Um, super, some super duper duper famous people um, uh, are coming on the show coming up here very shortly. Mm -hmm. So I'm 
fired up about that. I've done a massive rebrand. I have a new webinar out there. I've got new coaching packages out there. And it's just a radical focus right now on, you know, like I'm, I'm a couple of rungs up on that Christmas tree and, um, and I'm not living the old, like five-year-old version of me. She died and um, she's actually been cremated. So that's actually really cool. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> okay. I love. Yeah, and coming back is what I I'm love. Saying. Like the stark contrast. You're like, I'm dying, or I'm halfway dead. She's getting cremated. Like it's so subtle, but it's just enough of a pattern interrupt for you. Like, wait, what did she just fucking say? What? <laughs> I would what? say sorry, but I'm really not because I would prefer for people to be listening or watching this, enjoying it, but also getting the essence of truth that is right for them as well. Totally. I hey, listen. I get it. I, I buried myself in my father's grave on a plant medicine journey. So like, yeah, there's a lot. Uh, I think like to tie it all together, like there's a lot of unlearning and, and death of what was to create what is and what's possible. And I, I think it's yeah. this thing that like, even as simple as the farming analogy, like I think my, my biggest takeaway of this entire episode is like listening to the complexity and the depth of all the ideas and the things that you have, but being very able to simply state them and practice them with that deep meaning and understanding like farming like it's destined to break every day and it's not because it's broken it's a part of the process and every day we give it attention we give it nurturing we make it work and then we go again and it's a reset button moment to moment to moment and for me it's like am i in integrity in this moment am i loving myself in this moment and am i choosing the easy path or the resistance path in this moment because i'm either growing or i'm regressing and like that's how i would sum up what we talked about today so, Liz, where does everybody find the Queen of Kapaa besides this fucking beautiful podcast episode, which is probably like one of ten uh, to come, but we'll start with one. We'll see if everybody thinks they're like, you know, Liz, you should have just talked without George because he just asked way too long fucking questions. But either way, where's everybody find you? <laughs> Best place right now is LizBenny.com. Just come, uh, come over there. And um, per your incredible influence, I write amazing emails. You do. And uh, yeah. You do, you do, you do everything amazing. You do it with a whole lot of kapow and with your clothes on, if you're watching this on video, she's not streaking right now, Um, but we'll, I mean, I could, but we'll see, we'll see what happens when we get into get different marketing and stretches. You know, I, I would never put it by Liz to capture national media attention with kapow on her chest. She's like, I'm the naked superhero. Do you know what? I would so do that. Like legitimately (laughs) do that. That's, that's a really good way to, I know, I know you would. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would. I know you would. It's so, actually something that my amazing wife says all the time. She goes, you would do that. I'm like, yep, I would do that. Totally. Yep. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Crazy things. Yeah. Hey, hey dude, well, I want to say massive thank you to you for rocking it out, having a ton of fun with me on, on your show. Like I, I am very, very, very honored to be here. You are a true leader for entrepreneurs. Uh, and I see you, I see your growth. I see who you are being for this industry and I wanted to say thank you to you because you did a podcast with the incredible, amazing Alex Sharfman, which probably was one of the most liberating moments for me because I heard stuff when you were talking raw, real and honest with him that just made me go, holy shit, I am not alone in any way, shape or form. And I know that that's his phrase. Like you were not alone. Da, 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 da. Like I've heard it so many times and I'm like, oh yeah, I know I'm not alone, dude. <laughs> but it actually made like that conversation with him allowed me to feel like I am, I am not as different as I thought I was. 
and some of the habits and the actions and the behaviors that I was having in my life, meaning helping other people make millions of bucks, but actually just not keeping myself under cap at a certain period of time whilst I was going through my own transformation. See, I'm out the other side now. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that is because of you. So thank you, my dear friend. I love you. I love you. You're amazing. It's an honor. It's a pleasure. Thank you for helping me do what I do in the world and doing and helping me in the same way. So it's, let me say this, felt, heard, and appreciated. Mm. So there's a question that I used to ask on the podcast a lot, and it was always the last question. And I actually haven't asked it in probably six months, and it just popped in my brain, and I was like, I have to ask you. So we've been recording for an hour and 10 minutes. Perfect episode. That is, by the way, for both of us with the gift of gab, we did really good, Liz. It's we, not you, five hours. Alex and I went for three and he like Katie got mad because like we blew up Saturday morning plans. And so um, let's imagine that the last one hour and 11 minutes of this entire show, like men in black to them, it got deleted from their brain. They didn't remember anything. They didn't hear anything. And in this one moment, you have one minute to tattoo wisdom on their soul that they're going to take away forever. The one thing that they're going to remember forever. What is your tattoo wisdom to close the show? Just fucking be yourself. If you're sitting there listening to this right now or watching this right now, if I could just say to you this, fucking be yourself. Life is so short. Like, don't, like you could be sitting on the couch and you're like wasting your life away in front of a show that the family is watching and you think you should be there because it's the family thing that, no, no, stop. Is that serving you? And is the show actually even serving your family? Be yourself to the most incredible degree of being able to be yourself push your limits because i'm telling you right now like life really and truly is short things are getting faster light like you're dead soon please understand that you're dead soon and i'm not wishing illness upon you in any way shape or form in terms of how many years hundreds of millions of thousands of years we've been here your life is really freaking short get out of your own fucking way be yourself. It's going to hurt. Okay. So just be realistic about that. It's going to hurt. But on the other side of that pussy scab that you rip off and you deal with it and then it becomes a scar is something so much more beautiful that then is then, then your current reality. Just step into your truth. Be yourself. Not about what mom thinks, dad thinks, husband, wife, kids. No. Who are you? Go be that. And your people will find you. I love it. So from the queen to sound effects herself, the queen of Kapow, who if you don't listen, she will streak all the way to your house with a lightning bolt on her hat and kick you into gear for you to be yourself. So without further ado, I'm going to let that marinate, let that linger. Maybe go listen to that last part one more time. But let's make sure we go check out LizBenny.com. Go stalk her on everywhere on the interweb. She is there and she is should to be there. Check her out when she releases the Happy Million show, which I can't wait to share when it comes out. But either way, the most important thing to remember is that relationships will always beat algorithms, including the one with yourself, because it starts there. So take her advice, put it into practice. And now let's cue the outro. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Mind of George Show. 
please make sure you subscribe on your favorite channel that you listen to, whether it's in the car, on your run, or in front of the television. Make sure you leave a review to help other people know how much you love the show and quite frankly, help me know how much you love the show because I read them all. And if you want five minute daily insider nuggets on business, marketing, leadership, mindset, or any other tool that you would need to build and scale your company, make sure you register for my invite only newsletter. I call it the Lightkeeper Lessons. I hold nothing back here and I share everything that works for me, my friends and mentors, and thousands of my students around the world to thrive in life and keep our lighthouses shining brightly. We will eventually be charging for this, but for now, for you, because you're listening to the podcast, it's free. So if you want to sign up, go to www.lightkeeper.club, fill out the application, and then check your inbox because it's magic. You actually have to open the emails to get the gifts inside and other free resources on the website. So just go to www.mindofgeorge.com and I'll see you in the next episode.